Hello world, this is the Brother to Brother Show. I'm your host, K-Mo. Thank you for taking this journey with us with real men, real problems, real solutions. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the Brother to Brother Show. We have um, one of my dearest friends and mentors, uh, Dr. G, is joining us today to talk about a really um powerful subject. Um, it's who has the power in relationships. And so uh, usually in my podcast, we try to take it from a, a use uh, the, 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 the folks on the podcast to talk about their personal experiences first and then kind of go into society and see what society looks at and then try to drop some jewels with that. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, um, well, Thank you, Dr. G, again for for showing up today. Doing, I know it's <clears throat> one of some, some tough time for us right now, but uh, we wanted to, to make sure that um, we got here, and we've been trying to link up for for quite some time. But I appreciate you joining us today. So, can you just tell the the listeners hello? Hello, hello, listeners. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Uh, I'm pleased to be here. Okay, so. Um, with that, uh, Dr. G, do you want to talk, say anything about yourself? Because you have some expertise. Uh, just what you do, um, just a little bit about yourself. Maybe not, you know, just, just, just why you have the expertise that you have. Sure, yes. Um, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm a married person and been married for 30 years. Uh, I also teach at uh, Southeastern University in uh, the U.S. And I've been teaching for many years and I... Uh, area of expertise is um, family science and relationships as well. Uh, so uh, I think I can talk about this topic pretty well. <laughs> Thank you for giving us that information. Uh, as you know, I'm uh, KMO. I um, love what I do. Uh, really try to find some deep and interesting topics to to bring our listeners so we can have really good discussion, uh, powerful discussion so that we can go back into our, our lives and be able to change the world. So uh, today, again, our topic is who has the power in relationships? So the first question I want to pose is in your own personal um, relationship, you say you've been married for 30 years. Can you talk about the dynamic that you've had in your relationships that uh, identify who has the power? Because I know that you have small children, um, you know, have been married for quite some time. So who do you sure. feel over the years have has gained the power in your relationship? Well, I, I think that um, power is one of those dynamics that uh, can go back and forth and change over time. Right. And I also want the listeners to know that um, each person possesses different types of power. Mm -hmm. um, and so just let me kind of start off by saying that um, you know, a person can have individual power, uh, either through their personality dynamics or they can have resource power in terms of who they are, their status, and they can have a combination of those things. Um, so we do know from research that generally, um, with couples, if, if both parties, um, work and contribute to the household, that they both have power, yeah. um, and they negotiate on a regular basis, you know, who's in charge of what or what kind of division of labor they can agree upon. But for the most part, we also find that people who do not work uh, in a household or in a relationship, uh, they tend to have a little less power. However, uh, if the person with the power concedes 
other individual because of personal power, because of um, sexual power, or other types of elements, it could appear to be a little wop, lopsided. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very, very careful about what, what it is that we're looking at. But power is really uh, the ability to control someone else's behavior, even against their own will. So, so, so I would say that we all have some power. Um, now, how we use it um, can determine the dynamics of the relationship. So, in terms of my own relationship, we've kind of decided uh, we recognize that we both have power in the relationship, but we've decided who's going to be in charge of what types of things in our relationship and in our marriage particularly when it comes to children, when it comes to school, um, uh, buying and purchasing and things of that nature because oftentimes money causes problems in relationships. We know infidelity can cause problems in relationships. We know that how to raise and rear children, uh, discrepancies in that area can cause um, problems in relationships. But finances is generally one of the main ones along with infidelity. Mm. But with that, I would like to say that I think... um, there's no such thing as um, um, equal power. Mm. Uh, I do believe that we all would like to believe that everybody has and shares equal power. And right. that's just not true. I think people negotiate about who has what power under what circumstances and when. And if that, and if that, if, if that negotiation is agreeable, and satisfactory to that couple, then it can be considered equal. But for you and I looking at their relationship and trying to make judgments about the balance of that relationship, um, we can sometimes be off because we don't know how they've negotiated that relationship. And I hope that kind of sets a foundation for the rest of the conversation because we we talk about equality in relationships all the time, and and I just don't think that relationships are 100% equal. Okay. Okay. So, what does that look like? Uh, well, give me give me this because um, as I'm listening to you, and we've talked about this offline a couple of times, but what does that look like? What's the difference between power and control? Well, yes, that's a good point. Well, those are two basic um, elements in any relationship. Those are fundamental things that we have to be careful about. It's one thing to have power over someone and a person is okay with that. Right. It's another thing to to um, try to have control over someone's uh, daily events, what they say, what they do, who they're with. That can cause a lot of stress in a relationship. It can cause a lot of resentment and distance in a relationship. So it's one thing to be able to uh, um, control someone else's behavior against their own will. It's another thing to try to control their movements, the people that they hang around, the people that they talk to, what time they come home. Uh, It can be overwhelming and suffocating, and that can really, really destroy a relationship. But those two dimensions are, are, are always evident in a relationship. It really just depends on how that relationship and that behavior is being perceived by the parties in that relationship. So I think that's the key thing that we have to keep in mind. And for those persons in a relationship, male or female, who are interested in having power and control over all the moves and movements of their mate, that relationship is generally doomed to fail at some point. Mm. Yeah, I, I, what, one of the things that I've he- heard you say 
um, through your um, explanation of that is basically what I what I'm gathering is that control and power are different in the sense of you can uh, control um, power is a negotiation. Power is compromise. Power is right. something that both parties say this is what it's going to look like. Because you can be in control of something in the relationship and it can be agreed upon. The question is, is your control, is the focus of your control to manipulate the person? Right. Uh, and, and that really can be dangerous. So, and a lot of these uh, desires to control people in relationships uh-huh. and manipulate have a lot to do with insecurities of one of the persons in the relationship mm-hmm. or both. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you got a, you got one person who may be controlling or manipulating, and you have this other person who may be allowing it because they may not realize that they're actually allowing someone to control them because they may perceive that that control as love, mm-hmm. or they can perceive that control that that person is attentive to them, and they might in fact like the fact that someone, for once in their life, uh, is interested in them enough to be concerned about them in that way, not knowing that that's just that person's way of maintaining control of you and it only gets worse. So I think I think it's uh, it's very complex. Um, you know, you know, certainly on this uh, podcast we can talk in generalities, but um, this is a very complex um, dance that I think people enter into in relationships. And you do have to be very mindful of your own needs. You have to be mindful of your own issues um, and um, really your own, um, I guess, uh, historical um, family issues that have been unresolved. Uh Um, And what it in fact is that you're looking for in a relationship and how do you want to be treated and dealt with. I think those are all questions that people have to ask themselves before um, getting in a relationship and then they find themselves stuck with someone and they they didn't think that that was the way the person was. Now, let me ask you a question. Let's go a little bit more personal again. Uh, I'll speak briefly about how I feel about it and the power. Sure. Um, since be, um, I'm single and um, I date, but I still think I have a lot of experience just by listening and having mentors like yourself and other people to have around so that I can really educate myself on not making some of those um, really human mistakes. I think they're human because a lot of times you're just put in a situation and you don't think about all these things and people don't have the answers and maybe they're growing as well so they can't educate you. So I want to add, I'll, I'll say from, from my perspective of it, like I feel like um, after listening to you, I always feel like I never want somebody to obey me. I want somebody to listen to me. Right? And so um, with that, I don't, I, don't, I don't want, and that's a quote from one of my favorite comedians, uh, Mr. Kirkland. I, I'll leave it at that. And he always talks about that. It sounds very um, simple, but I don't think a lot of people know how to do it. So even with, I've, I'm looking at like listening to someone. I've had to kind of like train myself to listen a lot of the times. Um, but being alone for a long yeah. period of time and educating myself yeah. on different things and having a lot of experiences, I have to sit back myself and try to listen. And I think that me listening provides the other person with power because I'm listening to them. Yes. Yeah, I, I think relationships, you do have to listen. You do have to sometimes ask questions. And you have to be aware as you are in the relationship, certain triggers for people in the relationship mm. that um, might um, 
you know, conjure up um, some bad thoughts or memories and being sensitive to that right. when you're with someone because you really don't know. Right. And sometimes people themselves, don't know. they don't know right. what might trigger them until mm-hmm. it happens. Right. Yeah. Okay. It could be the tone that you're using. It could be the fact that you may not be interested in the things that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Or it could be just that one day that you decided that you were going to not do something that you normally do. And the person may, you know, depending on their situation, they may say, well, what's going on? Right. And they start assuming mm. things are going on, particularly that they've had people leave them in relationships before mm. and they not kind of have an idea of what was going on. They were left out in the cold. So I think, you know, while communication is not the only thing, communication is one of the main things. And keep in mind that we also communicate things that we don't say. Right. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's not always what you say that's bad. It's sometimes the things we are not saying, and it's the things that we're doing. So it's one thing to say something. It's another thing to demonstrate it. And when those things don't match up, it creates tension and um, suspicion right. in relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, um, yeah I, I thank you for sharing that. I really believe that, um, you know, that ties into what I was saying as far as... Um, something I've had to kind of practice. I think you have to practice these. And people ask me all the time, well, how do you know these things? And I'm like, well, I have to practice them. Um, I, I, I read a lot of, I try to lead, read as much as I can these days. And a lot of things, I, I, one of the books I'm reading right now, it talks a lot about practicing those habits because we're not used to them. And I think that's, it's almost like an, uh, an Alice, uh, adolescence um, mindset that you have to, to go back to because as grown people, we think that we know, but even as we, as we grow, cause we all think of us ourselves as not, you know, growing, but like really looking back on some of the small things that we have to kind of make habits so that we can be a better, you know, be better people. And yeah, part of that has to do with what you're saying. When you're having a conversation and you're interrupting the mm-hmm. other person that's speaking. Or you appear to not be listening or being attentive. Uh, all these kinds of things can send a message over time to a personal relationship that you're not interested, they're not valued, mm. what they're saying is not important. And that causes those underlying stressors in the relationship and tensions. And so then when you have a major issue come up, you know, it's a big blow up. And you're like, huh? Right. What happened? <laughs> so it, 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 it's just, you just have to be very mindful of how you are communicating and what you are communicating to a person. The the, the other thing too is not everybody's in the same place when it comes to uh, sharing and communicating and feeling safe and doing that. So that goes back to people's past uh, and some of their limitations and some of their fears. And while people like that, a lot of people like the idea of being in a relationship because that's what everybody seems to be doing, right? they're not realizing that relationships require you to invest. Mm-hmm. And it also requires you to divest. <laughs> mm. you, I want you to say that one, one more time. That, that was really powerful. I, yeah, relationships require you to invest and divest. And what I mean when you invest in a relationship, you're putting, you're adding something, but you're also giving something up. Mm. And the question is, what are you willing to give up when you get into a relationship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not, and, and I'm not implying that you have to lose yourself, but this has to be a shared kind of thing um, where you're not just thinking about yourself anymore. Mm. You're not just thinking about the fact that you like watching football on Sunday. Right? That's true. Yeah. And this person, when they, when you first started dating, 
you do a lot of things when you first start dating that you you don't do once you're in a relationship and that relationship is considered secured, depending on whose idea of the relationship is secured. Mm-hmm. But generally, people do things in that courting phase that they cannot continue or choose not to continue until they get the person where they want them to be. And I know that sounds mm-hmm. kind of strange to say, mm-hmm. but that's really the reality. A lot of folks aren't really who they are no. when they're courting. That's just a strategy. That's the initial strategy. How, OK, you said a lot right there. <laughs> just just in those those two sentences, you said a lot because uh, I even reflect on my, on my relationships in the past and friends that I know like that is so true. I mean, yeah, you, 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 and, 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 and though and consistent throughout their relationship from how they first started. Right. It's very, that's very rare. So uh, let's go on the path of, you know, uh, the situation we're going like just in society now. The example you gave with watching, you know football on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. And so the woman or man, let's say the so guy is watching the football so all the if, if, if the feeling is mutual initially in the courting phase, you like the person, the person likes you. Right. They find out that you like football because these are the kind of the small kind of talk conversations that people have. What do you like to do in your spare time? Yes, yes. So where do you work? Um, you know, questions about your family, uh, things that you like, things that, you know, they start learning what you like to eat. They start learning where you like to go. They start learning a little bit about your family. They start learning where you live. They start learning about the things that you um, value. And so what people generally do to show you that they're interested in you or to show you that they would like to have a relationship with you based on what they're seeing so far, is then they'll start saying, hey, well, we can watch the football game right. on Sunday. Even though they may not be football, football enthusiasts, right. they may know that you are. And so in order to spend time with you, yes, to spend time with you, because people like to spend time initially in relationships, both men and women. Correct. And depending on their level of security or insecurity, some may want to spend more time. Yes. And so when this starts to happen, the person fools the other person mm. into thinking that they really like football <laughs> until they're secured in the relationship. And then that person that used to watch football with you and wanted to get with you to watch football on Sunday, now they're complaining that you're Why are you watching football. Why you watching football? Right. Right. And so that's all that you want to do. What about us? Right. So let me ask you a question about that, right? Mm-hmm. To me, that scenario is control. Yeah, okay. It could possibly be perceived as That's what I look at it as control. But, but let's look at what the first initial intent was. The initial intent in the courting phase, in the getting together phase, in the I like you phase, right. or I'm interested in you mm-hmm. phase, whatever phase you want to call it, I think you got the idea. People have a tendency to do things that they normally do not do. Right. Why would 
we get together, that person always has to be with us. Right. Why can't we just have some alone time? Mm -hmm. But initially, it was fine. It was nice. It was exciting. It was fun. Mm. Because our priorities change. Mm -hmm. And we want to consume the person more. We want to consume their time more. We want to consume their interest more. And the reason why I say depending on the level of security of each individual, that to me, that needs, that determines how they'll now start to perceive these acts that mm -hmm. used to be fun, right? but now they're not so fun mm -hmm. because that person isn't getting their needs met from you mm -hmm. or you're not getting your needs met from them. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that's the same way with family members. You know, there's a saying that, you know, when you marry someone or you start dating someone, seriously, to what degree are you marrying their families? Right. hear you on that because I try to use the same thing in my life. Um, I try to be very, uh, it's funny that you say, we, it's funny that you even say the whole like uh, compromise and um, oh my gosh, I forgot the, the other thing you mentioned, but when it comes to like relationships that I've seen, even in my personal life, I've, 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 I've struggled with that and I've heard other guys that struggle with that because is this is this who you really are or are you doing this yeah. so that you like you're trying to have control over the situation and to me power would be hey i'm gonna let this go i know this person likes football and mm -hmm. let's compromise but i think you have to ask those yeah. questions when you initially meet somebody how do you mm -hmm. deal with uh um uh, issues of struggle how much and i think it's almost like it could be an addiction everything like you said is a balance so if you watch football yeah. sundays yeah. but well, some of it, can you have those conversations when you're doing like, some of it's so right some of it depending on your level of experience and relationships you may or may not be able to pick it up so just give an example um i used to show students um in a class that i used to teach uh, i would show them we would critique them the movie with um tina turner uh, what's love got to do with it with Tina and Ike Turner story. Right. Uh -huh. and I would ask them not to look at the the movie for entertainment purposes but to look at the movie in a critical critical manner and start to look at what set Tina Turner up on a path of abuse mm -hmm. when did this start right. it didn't start with Ike mm. Okay? Yeah. A lot of it started early in her family development where she was seen as less important when they made the choice to send one of the sister, one sister to out of town uh, and, and versus 
keeping one, uh, they sent uh, her away. So sometimes young people can feel abandoned and are abandoned. And abandonment issues stick with adults mm -hmm. for a long time. So when you feel abandoned, you think nobody loves you. Not you, if your own mom and dad. Right. You know, who else would want me? Mm -hmm. And so you open yourself, you're more vulnerable right. to people who show you signs and symbols of love. And so you fall for it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you were to go back and look at that movie and look at things that Ike was doing to Tina and saying to Tina that drew her in because she had a need, she had some deficit, she had some some um, some holes in her in her, her life that needed to be filled and she thought by filling those with someone who appeared mm -hmm. to to care for her she got stuck and she was in it before it was too before she even discovered it right right and then she stayed in it for different sets of reasons the right. children the, yeah. the career right uh, not to ruin his life his music career guilt right so that's what happens a lot of times. That's why I say it starts with the person and their degree and level of needs that they may have and what they've experienced thus far before launching out into relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talk, talk, talk briefly because um, we got a few more minutes, but I know that mm -hmm. I wanted to talk. We talked about control we define what control versus power was that i was a good one we talked about from our personal um lives and situations how we kind of feel about those those two and what we felt in our experiences um and we talked about what society looks like look looks at in relationships when it comes to how those two different things work in 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 hopefully positive relationship and how they can also become unhealthy but spend uh one or two one or two minutes to kind of briefly like mentioned the three things that we talked about off off air, and it was uh, just a kind of it was a personal well, resources. Of, yeah, well, one of the things that um, we may not have hit much. I know we talked about power, and we talked about control, right? Um, and 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 the balance of of, of those two. And I think we all have a proclivity toward wanting to maybe wield power over someone or something that we don't have control over, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes when we feel like we don't have control of our, over our own lives and our own situation, we feel in control by trying to have dominion and governance over someone else. Mm -hmm. So that's, that, that's the, the corollary here. You know, when we don't, one of the mm -hmm. ways that, one of the litmus tests for me is when I find out that a person um, loves to have control over people, that's my first signal that they actually lack self-control. Mm. And so you have to, that should be a warning sign. The second thing I want to talk about in relationship to control in that individual who lacks um, control is having emotional regulation mm -hmm. and learning how to control your own feelings and your own emotions and keep them in perspective. And not trying to, when you're feeling out of control or out of sorts, projecting your issues onto someone else because it's painful and difficult for people to deal with their own issues. Some people aren't equipped to deal with their own issues. So they spend their lifetime 
pushing them and projecting them onto other people. And so you have to make sure if you're that person in that relationship and you feel that this is happening to you, mm-hmm. those are some early warning signs that the person that you're with may lack self-control and may lack emotional control. And that may be an early time to get out of that relationship before you get in too deep. Okay. Let's stop right there for one second. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we're going to come right back up after a break. All right. All right. We're back to the Brother to Brother show and I have um, Dr. G here and we're going to um, finish our, our conversation around um, uh, who has the power in relationships. And um, he was just talking about um, basically having um, understanding about yourself. And I want you to continue to talk about uh, some of those things as well as how you've dealt with those things. I know you've been married for quite some time, but as you can finish talking about you know, how important it is for someone to have, you know, this self-reflection. I'm happy happy to answer that question. Okay. Well, the first thing I do, and I've always done, is a lot of introspection. I ask myself the question, why is this upsetting you? What is it that you need to do? What is it that you need to say? Right. And how much do you value this relationship? Mm. Because once you open up your mouth, and you say something that may sound in your head like it's the best thing to say at this moment to that other person. Right. It could really destroy the integrity of your relationship. Mm. So what's the first thing? Say that again. Say those three things again. What do you ask yourself? I ask myself, you know, how important is it for me to get my point across? Do I always have to Am I feeling attacked? And if I am feeling attacked, why do I feel like I'm being attacked by the words that my mate may be saying or the things that she may be doing? I start to ask myself before I open up my mouth or I make a move, what is this about? Is this really about me or is this really about her? Mm. And so, so that's my own judgment call. Mm-hmm. And of course, I started out by saying I'm, I try to be very introspective. So I'm always searching inside of myself about my feelings and my emotions and what is the best thing to do in a moment like this. And sometimes, uh, sir, mm-hmm. the best thing to do is to keep your mouth closed. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. You don't all, I, I think people think they always have to have a comeback in a relationship mm. when it's a Everything a person can just be having a bad day, and you just the person there that, that 
that they're around the most and more than likely people generally take things out on the person that's closest to them. Now, it's different if this is an ongoing thing and this is abusive right. and, and, and some sort of that. Now, if that's the case, then you probably had signs of that a long time ago and ignored it. Right. But I'm talking about the run-of-the-mill relationship, everyday kinds of ups and downs of a relationship that require input all the time. Right, right. And, 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 and in order for you to know that, you really have to check yourself. You have to check where you are. You know, you know, what I wanted to uh, add to that is I agree with you. Um, I think it takes a lot of maturity. I think it takes a lot of growth. I also, I think it takes a lot of, like you said, monitoring, reflecting in yourself and knowing that the person that you're you've decided, because that's what we're talking about, power and control. You've decided to be with to be with them. Yes. Right. So you can so the, you can get into the relationship with the person by yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've okay. made you've made a conscious decision to say I want to be with this person, and in and that in that case, you told that person that or not, right? Or you are showing that person that, and they have kind of concluded since we're spending all this time together, we're going to the movies, we eat dinner together, I'm staying at his house, and you staying at her. Whatever y'all are doing are all symbols and signs. That you want to spend more time together. There's a there's a, uh, a potential that you may be become an item. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at any time, at any time, you could get out of it. Mm. But what does that require of you? That require you to be honest. Mm-hmm. That require courage, and that will require that you discuss that and be open in the beginning. Right. Most people don't do that. Absolutely. Relationships in the beginning. Absolutely. And if one person starts demanding more of another person, that person starts to feel crowded or smothered, and then they start like not taking calls or mm-hmm. not calling them or not wanting to spend time together, then that leaves the other person to say, that, well, what's going on? You don't call me no more like you used to. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what happens? Yeah, that's true. So they know that the change, and they try to figure out what this is about based on their perception of the world. And their perception of relationships, not on what is real, but on their previous experience. Right. If they've had limited experience with relationships, they have limited knowledge about what might be happening. Right. If they have lots of experience relationships, they may be more on head with what might be going on, and they may be more specific with you about your behavior. Right. Because they've been in a variety of relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Right. They could still be wrong, but at least they have a little bit more experience. Right. Yeah. But to get to that point, like what, what my, my point was saying was as far as like getting to that point as a, a mature adult and understanding how life really and relationships really work. Once you get to that point, because you mentioned you said something earlier, once you get to the point of understanding who you are and knowing to get then when you're saying because I wanted to listen to know about abuse. Doc, you know, I know I I understand what you're saying about, you know, Doc, not saying that, you know, folks are receiving abuse, but having and I've said this in my personal life and I've said it, I think, on on um, on on previous podcasts is is making sure you have grace for people. And so that grace looks like from what you described earlier is, hey, is this some is this me 
or is this mm-hmm. somebody having a bad day and, and allowing them to have grace for this one period right. of time? Uh, and and uh, is this uh, is this a, um, a, a ongoing issue for the person right. in their lives? And how are you going? How are you playing into this? Mm-hmm. Are you dealing with a especially vulnerable person, a person that has had some trauma? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, so in that courting phase, you know, where you're trying to kind of get to know each other. Remember, I said people are presenting themselves a certain way mm-hmm. that might not be totally who right. they are. Right. Right. And I'm not saying that they're being fake, and I'm not saying that they're being phony. I'm not suggesting that. I'm saying that people aren't, you're not going to get all of them right then mm-hmm. because they're trying to be strategic while you're trying to be strategic. Right. They're trying to figure out, should I call him or should, he, should I wait for him to call me? Mm-hmm. Am I calling too much? And then when you have um, uh, friends in the, in the background trying to help dictate the relationship, you know, because people share what their experiences are right. and people have a lot of uh, feedback to give their friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may be getting all kind of mixed messages. The person could get all kind of mixed messages about what you might mean by doing this or saying that or, or not doing this or not saying that because people have ideas about what you should be doing, what you should be saying, how long it should be before you call the next time, you know, all this stuff. We have these, we, we, we have created all of these uh, kinds of scenarios that help guide us to determine whether or not we're in a good, we're entering into a good, healthy relationship or not. Now, what I did not mention, I alluded to initially, I talked about personal power uh, and resources. Right. And I'm, I'm talking about looks. Sometimes when you are a very good-looking person, the person is really interested in how good you look and and fantasizing about what that would be like to be with you mm-hmm. versus what's going on in your mind. Right. That's why they have this saying that looks can be what? Deceiving. Deceiving. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's so important. Um and so in what strategies do you feel like you use? Because again, like I said, these are things I, that I we've learned over years. I think you have to take your time. Mm-hmm. I think you have to take your time or that shit and stop being desperate. I think people should be so desperate too. I know we're social beings, but I don't think people should be so desperate to get hitched. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, there's this saying that you should be friends first, right? Mm-hmm. So being, being a friend you can share time with people. You can share good situations with folks. But I don't think you have to get serious right away so quickly, mm-hmm. especially when you're coming out of bad relationships and you're, you've had some trauma. All you're doing is taking it into the next relationship because you, you've not resolved your own issues. Right. And I think on some level, people should have someone that they can talk to. It could be professional. And it could be a friend, but that friend needs to be someone who's open-minded, who's not willing to and not afraid to ask you the the friends some critical questions mm-hmm. and not just go along with them everything that they say right and their synopsis of the relationship they should ask them some very probing questions and about about their intent you know what do, what do you want from this person mm-hmm. why are you interested in this person how is this person different from the last person you dated right are you confused mm. yeah do you just think you need to be with somebody mm. I mean people, there are people who 
like being like the idea of being in a relationship. Yeah, I agree. Okay? I mean, people are lonely. People are lonely. Yeah. Seriously. So, so there are a lot of reasons I think why people enter into relationships and they ignore all the signs and early um, symbols and signals that they see. Hmm. You know? So you're giving me some, well, you're giving our listeners some some strategies. Um, you've talked about some of the signs that you can look for uh, with the power and the control, even a, even a, even an actual movie that you can go to and, and, and kind of re- um, criticize or look. You seeing it very early on in her development, mm-hmm. and then you can see it very on as she started clubbing and going out with her sister. And, you know, she had a certain a beautiful talent of singing and, and that drew people, but but we have to understand what was what was Ike looking for. Mm-hmm. How did Ike take her out? Mm. She was certainly a new face, was she not? Yeah. She was pretty, right? Yeah. And she had talent, right? Mm-hmm. What more can you ask for? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's and I think that's what's going on in our society right now. Like with men and women, um, you know, men kind of uh, seek on that. And that's one of the things that we try to do here is have real conversations uh, with our men and women about some real life issues, problems, situations that uh, that are fa- we're all faced with at the beginning. And just basically in all relationships. Yeah. Uh, all relationships. This is this is this is just not couples. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in families. Yeah. power that we have within our relationships so i want to say thank you so much for um having this deep conversation with our listeners and myself and um i know we'll continue to talk and have have other conversations and you have your expertise on our show and so again uh dr g we appreciate you all right all right thank you Please know we love you, work with us, be with us, and know we're coming from the heart. This is the Brother to Brother Show.